you haven't already, listen to Lo-Fi. Lo-Fi, nah, it gives me, P- I told you before, it gives me PTSD. It gives me PTSD. Every time I hear Lo-Fi, I feel like I should be studying. Even though I know it's nice, you know, calm music as a vibe and all that, I feel like I should be studying every time I hear Lo-Fi. Wow, sounds like so, a big trigger no, for you. Yeah, man. No can do. No can do. You're missing out, mate. You're missing out. It's such a vibe. I mean... You don't even have to use it for studying. You can just use it for, like, just working. Like, working from home, you can listen to it. Yeah. Have you have you used lo-fi to do anything else other than studying? Have you, like, used to exercise or anything? Oh, hell no. That's not going to work. I imagine I'm trying to do, like, this 10th, like, 10th <laughs> set, and I'm hearing, like, literally go to sleep in lo-fi. <laughs> like, no. No, you can't. I have to listen to something to hype me up if I'm doing my workout. Like, I'm freaking, I don't know. Um, listen to old school mainly to like hype myself up but my friend I know all my friends would be like DMX or something I'm like something like that you know <laughs> oh, that'll get you pumped that'll up that'll get though. you pumped up like DMX would definitely get you pumped up or like Wu-Tang nah, for me for me I listen to Power Power Soaker because it's so fast paced and it's so energetic it gets you going honestly you can it can push you to do that extra set or oh, so run that extra few meters and whatnot. so yeah that's a good one man alright I saw this meme. I saw this meme on um on TikTok. My friend made it. Um, it was a it was a meme of um Miles Morales going down the street in the game, listening to music. Or was this in Spider Man? Which in one? In the video game. In the video game, Miles Morales on PS Five. Oh, cool, yeah, cool. and he's just yeah, walking yeah. down, listening to music, and he's got. He, my friend dubbed it with this other song, but then the caption after it plays the song plays the scene again. And it says what he's really listening to. And it was like anime music, which didn't really fit the way he was walking and everything. But it kind of did at the same time. It made it really funny. I'm just thinking, you can listen to anything and it's the same kind of thing. You can't always tell what the person's listening to. You don't know what hypes a person up at the gym. It could be anime. It could be classical, man. Just pushing out that last set like, oh, damn, Beethoven, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> listening to Beethoven doing sets. Has anyone tried that? Probably someone yeah. from like American Psycho, like Christian Bale's character yeah. or something. I'm sure there's someone on TikTok or something doing. Nah, only doing sets to Beethoven and. Nah, it'd be like a psychopath or something else to be up with you listening to Beethoven, man. That's mad. Unless you're like, I don't know, maybe if you're that kind of like chill person, like maybe Hannibal, like. Nah, so, nah you know what? Still... It reminds me of that. It reminds me of that meme where the just this this guy. He just has the straightest look on his face. Like, no smiling, no nothing. And he's got his AirPods in. Mm-hmm. And then the meme just goes, it has this picture, and then it just goes, what I'm really listening to. And it'll be like the Spice Girls or something like that. It's like you're, you're, never, <laughs> you're never expecting to be listening to. It's hilarious. The Spice Girls, you know. Nah. You know, man. Welcome to the Lockdown Yard Podcast. Welcome back. And, yeah, today is going to be a, a bit of a different day. We've said it's good vibes so far, haven't we? Yeah, I think it's been pretty good vibes. And But we've always said it depends on the film. And the film we're discussing today, I mean, we usually give our ratings at the end, but straight off, this isn't going to be one of those ones. This was not a film that we liked. Just a, you know, just a heads up. The film we are, of course, discussing is the latest installment in the Wonder Woman franchise. Wonder Woman... I don't know, do you say Wonder Woman 84 or Wonder Woman 1984? I just say Wonder Woman 2. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, man. 
I just say yeah, 84 to be honest, but it had some good parts and some bad parts. I suggest we just start with the, the good parts. Yeah, those will be very brief and get those out of the way. Yeah, get those out of the way, just get that out of our system so we can really get into it. So go on, man. Start, I'll start with you. What, what, do you. what do you actually like about this film? Um, The two things I liked about this film was the first part. The first part when they're playing with Scarra and doing like the training Hunger Games like routine with young Diana. That bit was oh, that yeah, bit was yeah. lit. I liked that. When bit. they were on her home island, right? Yeah, yeah. which is like a flashback. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You see young yeah, Diana. I agree. Like, her her fighting skill, her agility as an Amazonian warrior. You see all that. The music is really good. Hans Zimmer did great in that one. I think like that's that scene looks funny to me. It's like why is this small girl competing with these grown women? And I know, you know, she's not just any small girl, but... She's like, Wonder Woman. But yeah, that scene was really good. I like... like without, with, In both Wonder Woman films, I've liked everything on Themyscira, which is her home, home island. I've loved everything on that. It, the, the set pieces, the colouring, everything, the music as well. Mm-hmm. And the training, the training scenes, well, in the first one, not in this one, but the training scenes are really good. The action tends to be better on when she's in uh, Themyscira. Yeah. So, like, basically all gods, uh, or demigods and stuff. Yeah, so all these super-powered women. And the obstacle course kind of tournament is, like, it was proper elaborate. It's like some bits, it's like, you really need to do that, but I guess that adds to the mythology and all. It, it reminded me of those, uh, you know, those um, elaborate traps that you see, people who have actually made it from, like, cartoon car- cartoon shows. Like Tom and Jerry know those traps that they do. Oh, it yeah. Me like that. The way it just kind of like folded, uh, like it just domino affected each other each time going through a different stage. It reminded me of that kind of. You know what? I love watching those kind of, you know, those things that scientists do, those domino effect contraptions they put together where it starts with a ball rolling into like into a paper clip and then that leads on to something else and then it's like a chain reaction, so on and so forth. And then all just to fill a glass with orange juice or something like yeah, that. You know, yeah. You know those ones I'm talking about? Yeah. No, I'll be I love mad. watching those things, but I'm always thinking, man, how long did it take to nah, put Nah, exactly. I'll be mad and patient. I'll be like, I just want my juice. Why am I watching like this 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 hamster do the wheel that goes down to the left and the right and blah, blah, blah. I just want my, I just want my juice. <laughs> Damn. It's for the clout, man. It's for, the, it's for entertainment. But yeah. Um, as I said, you know, also, I agree with you. I like that opening... That opening set piece yeah. where she's on her own island, say. and then she gets caught by her auntie. He's like, "You cheated." Yeah, and then you kind of learn like a for was it foreshadowing moment? Yeah, like some mini life lessons. Like, don't take shortcuts in life. It's not good. Yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah, yeah. And the so you were saying about your positive moments. That's my one <laughs> positive moment. We're gonna get into this film. Let's just wait. Let's just wait. So um. The one positive moment was that bit in Demoscara. The second one, um, I would just have to say it was like Gal Gadot and um, Kristen. Is it Kristen or Kristen? Kristen Wiig. I want to say Kristen Wiig. Yeah, and Kristen Wiig's performance. I liked. I liked seeing them act um, their roles, like especially as um, especially uh, Gal Gadot as one woman, because I feel like in the first one she was a bit. <clears throat> um. The acting was there, but I feel like I wanted to see more of it, and I did get to see a bit more of it. Um, not enough to save the film from my critique, but I did see more of it, which I appreciated. And Kristen Wiig, I like what they did 
no, 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 no. I like what she did with the script. <laughs> Let me put it that way. I like what they did with. Mm. I like what she did with the script. Yeah, that's another. That's another one I agree with you on. I agree. I like the actors' performances. So, as you said, Gal Gadot, she was way better in her acting performance was way better in this one than the first one. You can tell the first one she wasn't as you know experienced as Wonder Woman, but now she's. I think she owns the role as Wonder Woman. Like when I think of Wonder Woman, I see her in the role. So exactly. that's one thing. I think uh, Kristen Wiig did a good job as well. She really nailed that whole. Um, oh, I'm you know <coughs> some bumbling, nervous wreck kind of thing. She had a, She got that really, like down to a T. And I like Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal, he just doesn't miss, man. That's our Mandalorian guy right there. He he doesn't miss. Wherever he's in, he just turns to gold. It's been that way since he was Oberyn in Game of Thrones. He just doesn't miss. So with with the script he had, he did a good job. He did a good job. Yeah. He he'll always show up. And yeah, I would say that's pretty much all I liked about the film. I mean, you said you like Hans Zimmer's music. Mm, I like. I like some of it. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I want to just reiterate. I like the Themyscira track, and I did yeah, like yeah. hearing, even though he did reuse it, like the motif from. Yeah, that was lazy. Yeah, that was lazy. But, but yeah. yeah, the motif from um, uh, a beautiful life versus Superman. Yeah, 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 that track in a beautiful life. Whereas that music that was the the backing track to when um, in Batman versus Superman, Bruce, his parents just died, and he was. He fell into the pit or something, wasn't no, it? No, no, you're mixing it up, man. Oh, my days. I'm, <laughs> you're getting, mixing I'm, getting, it up. <laughs> I'm getting Batman feels missed up. No, was from this Batman was the part yeah, where um, it happened in two oh, parts. Oh, his parents died, yeah. Yeah, where his parents died in the beginning, which is like the flashback, and you just see it all happen in slow motion like you haven't seen like 18,000 times before. And yeah, yeah. the second time was pretty much when uh, Batman was about to kill Superman in with the spear, and then that music is played at the pivotal, iconic scene. Why did you oh, say yeah, that yeah, name? Yeah. What? That's the music that plays. That's the one that he used in this film. Um, Man, that bit pissed so many people off in that film. It did because it should. They it had did. their mums had the same name, and that's why the fight ended. Really? Anyway, yeah. we'll probably touch on that another time. Man, I, I got meme to hell when I was in uni. I kept seeing. <laughs> why did you say that name, Mud? And it had like that picture of uh, Superman on Batman. Uh, Superman holding uh, Batman's chest like he's about to push him away, but it's just got like senpai <laughs> written on top of it. Senpai. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days! Did we just become best friends? Like all those kind of memes, man. <laughs> I don't know what he was writing that, and he thought it was okay. Never mind. <laughs> that's just another. That's another movie review. Going back onto this one. Yeah, is that that's pretty much where the positives ends. I mean, oh sorry, Steve Trevor. So Chris Pine. Oh yeah. Mm. Chris Pine always kills it as Steve Trevor, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was he's the best actor in this film, in my opinion. Um, he really nailed that whole you know the fish out of water thing. It's like oh, I'm in a different time. Yeah, I like how Even they the did bits that. where he was going down the escalator. It's like oh, and he he really sold that to us. I think. Yeah, man. I feel like his character in this one, like you said, it was very good because it kind of paralleled how it was with Wonder Woman in the first one where. It was her being exposed to like everywhere outside of Demascara, pretty much. But or in reality, it was just America. And yeah, and Steve Trevor had the similar kind of thing where he was in a different era, and he kind of got how things were. But he was still shocked by things that like things people see in the nineteen eighties, which are normal. Like he thought a bin was art, which yeah, it it could have been. I don't know. I'm not an artist, <laughs> but <clears throat> to someone just coming out of 
World War One time, and mm-hmm. yeah, I've been funny in enough, <laughs> yeah. yeah, funny enough, yeah, I think we can pretty much end the good points here because I've run out, man. I've run out of patience. Uh, no, there's gotta be one more. There's gotta be one. I need to cook this film, man. There's gotta be one. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. We talked about that mascara. We talked about the we must be balanced that's all things yeah I'm, I'm trying man. okay nah I can't think I give up I give you up you squeezed all the goodness out of this film man. <clears throat> yeah the, the only thing I would say is like the memeability of some of this stuff but as, that's a common thing in any film nowadays so that's not really a positive point let's roast this film I'm ready let's, let's go where do we even start man what the hell was that what did we watch oh my days how okay my one of my main issues that just comes to mind first this is wonder woman right yeah moral upstanding superhero one of the holy trinity of the dc universe along with batman and superman so she's meant to be righteous and all this stuff how does she not think ethically it's okay no no let me rephrase that again because i don't want to lose my point let me just ask this question. Why does she think that letting Steve inhabit the body of basically this guy who is alive and probably has a life, how does she think this is okay? How does she think that's okay morally? Because she put this man in in danger. He went to a freaking, where was it, Egypt? Yeah. And fought with people with guns and the cars were like going all over the place and this isn't like an innocent bystander he just happens yeah. to be inhabited by Steve's body and bruh I have I have so many issues with the way he came back I have so many issues with the way he came back I had a real big issue with how he came back it's like it was weird I was confused at first because the first time he returned he shouted her out at a party and then he didn't know who the hell he was uh, she, sorry she didn't know who the hell he was and I don't know, I was watching thinking, okay, so they're doing the get out thing. He's there, but he's not there. He's taking someone else's body. And I'm shocked that through all the review processes, all the writers on this film, no one thought, wait, this ain't right. It doesn't make sense. You're going to take this innocent man, you don't even know he has a family or anything you don't know you don't know his life oh at the end of the whole film maybe he, maybe he has dependents who he he's who are relying on exactly. him exactly i need them to stay alive i'm just at the end uh, of the whole entire film when steve finally leaves his body and he's just himself again he just brushed off like oh that was crazy we can have no memory about <laughs> what happened i nearly died by the way yeah, yeah but i don't, I don't remember it was just, you know, just blacked out for two weeks well two days or however long it was while the whole world literally almost entered world war three in 1984 no one thought to explain like this gap in his knowledge whatsoever bruh honestly man that i had the big issue with how he returned it it's like and not to even mention the the elephant in the room is which is they slept together right yeah it's like this guy could have been married. And you just mm-hmm. your body's been taken from you, and you sleep, you're sleeping with someone else. I, think I just I remember there was like a little bit where they explained a bit of the backstory of the guy that he was inhabiting, and it seemed like he was a single person. Um, I don't conveniently okay conveniently, fine. but still the it's still like wrong, like you said. You know, like, I mean, just because he's single doesn't mean he consented to all of that, man. It's crazy. Maybe just skip past the part because it's one woman. They think he's not gonna say no, but still, yeah. we need to see that. Still, <laughs> or else it just becomes man. weird. 
to think about. And even going chronologically, like one other issue I had was, you know that opening scene, just after the, the only bit we liked in the film, we leave Themyscira and we go to the 80s in America. Yeah. That cheesy scene in the mall. Oh, chasing. What, what am I watching? What am I watching? It's like when, when she rescued, when uh, there were robbers, they were robbing the jewelry store mm-hmm. and she comes in to save the day. Oh man, that scene. That, that did, apparently, that... you know, some people like that scene because, you know, it reminds them of the TV show. Fair enough, but what TV show? Me watching, you know, the Wonder Woman TV show. Oh, oh, yeah. no, I don't with remember Linda, With Linda Carter. Yeah, I guess if it's a playing, it's playing like homage to it, it's cool. But this kind of scene nowadays, I don't even think even Stranger Things would have put it in there. And there was set in 1980 season that one time as well. Oh, they Stranger Things nailed the whole 80s yeah. aesthetic. And it was dark yeah, and man. it was grounded too. It wasn't this, proper. This, 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 I don't know what to call it, like cartoony, like... They just went two starter pack with the 80s. They just went two starter pack, which is, you know, these really bright colours, it's really cheesy theme, music, action. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I didn't like that scene. And when I saw that scene, that's when I started to get worried about this film. Because <laughs> after, because you've got to remember, the first, I like the first Wonder Woman film. And, you know, a large part of the first act was in Themyscira. And the rest of the film, in my opinion, ended up being quite good. Mm. So I was like, cool. It's p- same director, same actors. They've even upgraded with some, you know, extra talent as well. And we started off in a similar fashion. So we're going to get another good film. But a little bit fell flat a after that scene. I was thinking, oh, that wasn't great. But okay, I've seen the trailers there. You know, hopefully some better scenes to come. So we move. And yeah. The pacing, yeah, of this film. Oh, for a large chunk, it was so boring. It was so I was boring, man. I was like, wait, I'm watching a, and again, I'm not expecting superhero films to be action, action, action all the way through. There are plenty examples of superhero films which are not action all the way through, but are still compelling. Exactly. But this one, nah, 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 nah it was nah. so boring. There's nothing really. I mean, there were. Doing a bit of story building, you know, we go into Diana's normal life. And oh, by the way, so much for staying out of, you know, public eyes, like they said she did in Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, I remember like, when you told me. I hid away that. from the world or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah? Seem okay, yeah, she destroyed the cameras just before she rescued people, but you can't erase people's memories. They have seen you. Exactly. You know? Big plot anyway, holes. I mean, go into a normal life. Go on. DCU is just full of plot holes. I don't, I don't. It's like the X Men universe. I kind of have that same mentality when I was watching that. I just watch it as a yeah. film. If it throws back to a film, I don't think it's. I don't think always oh, connected to like a bigger narrative. It's just like a throwback or a nice like cutting. I feel like that's the kind of vibe the DCU is now. I don't know if they'll be able to like put it together with um Zack Snyder's Justice League. There's so many issues I think with doing yeah. a collective one. They need to. They need to sort it out. I thought. I thought they had. Sort, I thought they. You know, after Shazam. Yeah. They were starting to kind of get yeah, it right. I got that the feeling DCU. too. I did too. So Shazam. Well, I thought I liked Shazam. It was a Shazam was film. okay. I think it was okay. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, okay, they're starting to get on the right track. And then, again, I was shocked. It's Patty Jenkins, same director. She. You know, it was different. Made the first though. Wonder Woman. 
Yeah, I guess. I guess. But it, it wasn't good, man. <laughs> it was not good. It really wasn't. What, what do you think of the plot, first of all? I was... With the whole wishing stone and... It's very Saturday cartoon plot kind of thing for me. Like, you know those two-part kind of cartoons you used to watch with, like, say, Justice League? It felt as simplistic as that, and it it just didn't make sense, though. Mm-hmm. It, it felt... Uh, I don't know. It didn't feel rushed. It just didn't feel well thought out. Because I just kept yeah, seeing yeah, potholes yeah. during the film. I'm like, I shouldn't be seeing them. I should be enjoying the film. Exactly. And I don't know. I have this, I have this pet peeve with plots which have such a powerful tool like a wishing stone where it's unlimited as well like in aladdin for example yeah there is a you know you can wish make wishes but you have a maximum of three wishes and even within those there are some conditions that you can't cross Mm -hmm. with this one and again this might be you know how it is in the comics i'm not too familiar with the wonder woman comics and I don't think you have to be to enjoy the film. Like, if they're going to release a live-action film, they should make it so that you know it's suitable for yeah. people who know the comics and who don't. So, ah, it's so open. You get unlimited wishes, and there are no rules. Basically, there are no. The only rule is that someone else has to make. Someone else has to wish it. Yeah, that's the only real rule. They tried to it's not even that. One. That's not even a real one. Is it's when Pedro Pascal became the stone that he can't wish anything for himself. He has to get other people to yeah. wish it for him. Yeah, that was it. But even then, and that didn't make sense because he wished to become the stone. And in my head, I was thinking, wait, shouldn't he have literally turned into rock? <laughs> <laughs> it's not that literal. Because, and like, the reason I'm saying that is because there were some other wishes which were literally that literal it, that were granted in the film. Someone wished someone else to to die and heart attack, bam. Barbara Minerva, who, you know, Kristen Wiig plays, literally turned into a cheetah. And we'll probably get onto that later. No, on, we're going to get into that. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, the inconsistencies is what I'm getting at. The inconsistency with how the wishes are are manifested that re- that bothered me a lot, man. Mm. I can't lie. But um, even going back to oh yeah, so you remember when I said you know the whole fish out of water thing with Steve Trevor was it was cool to watch. Yeah, it is good until they go to the museum. Yeah, do you remember that scene? The museum where oh. he takes a plane. Yeah, yeah. A modernized plane to fly. So this guy, you're expecting me to believe this guy. First of all, that plane shouldn't have any had any fuel in it. No, it shouldn't so, have. It's an artifact in the museum. It's just, <laughs> I mean, really, and it's fully functional. Come on. Anyway, he is a fish out of water. He hasn't been exposed to any technology in this era. He saw a bin and was shocked <laughs> that it was a bin. You're telling me, I don't care how many years experience he's had as a pilot in the olden days, he was able to figure out how to use the plane straight away of course ah, of course goodness, man of course because he's a pilot pilots are universal to any time timeline oh, yeah it's, it's a life skill you can fly a plane in the 1910s you can fly a plane in 2021 who knows man yeah a jet or the first airplane airplane the same I thing mean, I'm, I'm i'm no aircraft expert i'm not a pilot or anything i don't know about aircraft like that but really 
Uh, anyway, I had an issue. <laughs> one of many. Uh, that that same, one in of that them. same scene, when they're going away, one woman just somehow remembers, oh yeah, I can do this one jutsu that can make me invisible. And he made the whole point. Where was this in all oh, the other goodness. films? And the way they explained it. It's like, I did it on, she did it on a coffee cup once, was it? Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, I did it on a coffee cup once, and even that was a struggle. So, I'll tell you what, I'm going to do it on a massive plane, and it's going to go right the very first time I try it. Because I need it to, because the plot demands it does. And then just does it. Same thing with the flight, man. Oh, my. Yeah, the flight. (laughs) You mean when she renounced her wish and started flying, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked the music in that scene, but you told me what it was from. And I was like, damn, what's happening yeah. with Hans? He's copying and pasting stuff. That was the original uh, score from the film Sunshine. Yeah, I still need to watch that film. And yeah, it's a good track. I'll give him that. But it's been so used and I was surprised mm. someone like Hans Zimmer just, just slapped that on that. Like the lengths he went to to make um, the, the score Flight. For that flying scene mm. in Man of Steel. Oh, that's a legendary yeah. track. Yeah. I didn't feel anything in this flight no. scene, if I'm being honest with you. Nothing. Not just because of the track. The track was fine, in my opinion. I don't know. It's just how it played out. Mm. I don't know. It just didn't sit well with me. I think it was... I think what I didn't like about that scene was the fact that it, in parallel to, like, say, Superman's run in Man of Steel, Man of Steel, he was like... I'm discovering my strength again. I know I'm stronger than this. I have to fully embrace my destiny. Kind of like the kind of framing of that whole scene. You don't really get that in Wonder Woman. And all to the background of Russell Crowe just talking him through it. I was like, yeah, like, man. That's like epic stuff. That's epic, epic stuff. In mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, it was, I renounced my wish. She runs away. She gets stronger. And then she somehow manages to learn how to fly because of the connection to Steve and flight mm. and blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't really hit the same way. Maybe for, for some people. The only thing I'll say to that, in defense of that, funny enough, I know, it's a shock. Ooh. I'm actually defending that. You see, so you remember in first Wonder Woman when St- Steve Trevor died and she just went super sane? Yeah. <laughs> so that was a level of power she had never discovered before. Okay. So again, she's lost Steve Trevor for the second time. Uh... And you know the emotional attachment is crazy, so... You know, I can get, I can get that mm. she would again discover a new ability. Maybe I just Similar prefer to how the other she one. Did. Maybe I just prefer the other. Maybe it works. But yeah, we, we just, we just don't like this film, man. <laughs> we just don't like this. Film. <laughs> okay, yeah. It, it might work for some people, honestly, but I don't know. I don't remember it with that much fondness. Another, another big issue I had with this film, yeah, was so okay. The rules, I forgot to cover this rule as well, but. Another rule with the wishing stone is, yeah, you can make whatever wish you want, but you sacrifice something you value highly. Mm -hmm. Something like that. So, for example, Wonder Woman, she didn't even know she was actually activating her wish, but she unknowingly sacrificed her powers. And that was uh, very inconsistent to me because there were some scenes where she still seemed really strong. And there were some scenes where she seemed quite weak. Yeah. And it just seemed to be really selective. It just fit the moment as and when. So the main example I'm referring to is when they were chasing down Maxwell Lord, which is the character Pedro Pascal plays. And 
you know, she has her super speed. She's keeping up with the truck. It's fine. She's got her powers there. Then she gets shot. And it's like, okay. Oh, actually, I want to take a small tangent here mm-hmm. and ask you, is Wonder Woman bulletproof? I think she's just very durable. In, so. As in, in these live films, live action films. We've not seen her get shot before. She always deflects yeah. it. Yeah. But I she feel like it with she's not, she's just durable. I think she's as durable as um, as Superman in the comics. Not like iron crushing stuff, but it won't take her out. Like at all, be like mm. be like a little pebble flying on her. I think. I guess that I guess that hasn't really been made clear in this franchise. Nah, because there wasn't a like focus on how the person's different from the other. If everyone was the same and just invulnerable, then it gets mm. boring. You have to see them like deflect it or evade it. So I think they just focus more on that yeah. in the films. But yeah, the main issue I had with the whole yeah, it took it took her powers from her, but it seemed really inconsistent because there were some moments, you know, she had her powers and other parts she struggled to hold onto her lasso when she was saving that kid. So her super strength is suddenly gone. But then she was able to flip her truck up seconds earlier. I know. It, and it's just <laughs> I mean, it's what's inconsistent. going on here? And it's just really inconsistent. But you do see it gradually happen with um um, Minerva is it Min- Minerva is her name Minerva? yeah Barbara Minerva yeah, that's Barbara a, Minerva. that's Kristen Wiig's character yeah, name you do see yeah. it happen with her in regards mm-hmm. to her wish because she slowly becomes more cold it doesn't happen straight away yeah so I, it took away her best quality of being a cool person with good vibes just a calm person say a cool cat nice to everyone. <laughs> oh brother <laughs> oh dear have you noticed yeah. that in DC films <coughs> Mm. Well, only one other DC film that I can think of, which is Batman Returns. The main villain, or one of the main villains, is a businessman. And the other main villain, other than the Penguin, is Catwoman. Also a cat villain. Coincidence? I think not. Yeah. I didn't, I, yeah, okay, I didn't realize that until you said it, still. Also, in, in The Amazing Spider-Man 2... Harry Osborn was the millionaire. Oh, we do not mention that. <laughs> yes, we do. Please. It's relevant. We do not mention that horrendous... It fits this one because it's our first like real bad negative review of the film. So it kind of fits <laughs> in the in the, in the the category. But you know what I mean? Jamie Foxx was Electro. It was dorky and had that goofy-ass music and the, oh my God, the comb-over. The comb-over. The comb <laughs> they gave a black man a comb-over, for goodness sake. The comb-over <laughs> was disrespectful on many levels. <laughs> I was offended to this. I'm still offended to this day. But you see what I mean? Bumbling uh, person in the company, billionaire and superhero. Yeah. Just, that's a trope, isn't that's it? A tro- that's one of the tropes. That's one of the damn This tropes. person who is completely nervous, it's like they can't even speak properly or walk straight. Mm-hmm. They bump into everything. They every they drop everything. They drop their papers on the floor. That's another glasses. classic one, isn't the it? The classic Velma <laughs> thing is where they lose their glasses while they're looking for them on the ah, floor. I lost my glasses. <laughs> oh, I'm holding all these files. I just dropped them. Oh, look at me. I'm so clumsy. Nah, in the film, someone was so disrespectful. Someone, no one would do this in, in real life. Literally stepped yeah. on top of the files as she was trying to pick them up. Yo, yeah, do you that know... Yeah, so on the nose, you, isn't it? You just woke up and chose violence. Like, what is wrong with you? Listen, the writers at that point were just like, now, we need to really make sure the audience, these stupid audience members, who we don't, you know, whose intelligence we don't respect at all, we're just going to really nail it home that this person is a loser. So, let's have her drop her files and, <laughs> you know, uh, their glasses and uh, just have someone, uh, you, just step on the stuff for effect. Just do it, man. Bruh. 
Come on. That's just... Oh, that's so bad. That is a trope. It, it happened in uh, Iron Man 3 as well. You remember? Oh, with Killian, right? Yeah, Killian. He... They, and they did the thing as well. It's like his hair wasn't made. His hair wasn't well made. His hair wasn't combed. He wore glasses. His teeth were bad. He was nervous. He was clumsy. And then he comes back as the villain. He suddenly has all his shit together. I'm like, come on, man. Come on, dog. That's been that's been done. It's been it's done. It's been done. We're tired of it. Let's move on. Um, also going back onto the film, I feel like we have to talk about one particular scene towards the end and i'm gonna let you hear it i'm gonna talk about one i know there's another one and you're gonna cover it but i just want to talk about the actual ending i had ended the problem was when 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 one woman finally gets to pedro pascal and he's shouting into the wind machine like this is a damn music video in the 90s like give me all of your wishes you can be anything you want to be and then she can't get through because the wind is so powerful that it like, he just knocks her back. She took a headbutt from Superman in Justice League. She telling me you can't handle a gale of wind coming from a mortal. Nah, come on. Come on. She has been through way more than a bit of wind. Wind. She fought... Um, why am I forgetting? What's the, what was the monster called? Doomsday. Doomsday. She stood toe-to-toe with Doomsday. 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 How powerful Doomsday is. Doomsday and killed Superman in the comic books. Yeah. That's not an easy thing to do. But wind. And suddenly a bit of wind. But wind. From this, he's some any guy. He's not even like a super athlete or anything. He's just a guy. <laughs> Can't believe uh, this film. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I was just okay. Oh, and you know what? You know what another issue I have what? is how he even got to that point where he's addressing everyone on TV. Oh, yeah. that's just bad. Do you remember the bit in the White yeah, House? Yeah, the bit in the White House where he's um he's he's talking <laughs> to the president, and the president just says, um, it's such an unrealistic answer as well. He asks the president, "What is it you wish for?" And he said, "More nukes, right?" He said, "More nukes." Mm-hmm. He said, "More nukes." That's the well, real wish. We don't know how these presidents talk. You know, these some of them are warmongers, man. Maybe yeah, they do but... want some more nukes. Who knows? <laughs> for real, how do you wake up in the in the morning and be like? Wow, what am I gonna achieve today? I want I want more nukes. For yourself, that's not okay. I get you in the present, boy. But still, I ain't gonna. I ain't saying nothing on that because who knows? Yeah. It might be realistic. You never know, man. These White I House conversations honestly, were never privy to them. I cannot honestly believe a person on this planet would just say, "I want more nukes," as they wish. If they got anything they wanted, they'll just want nukes. But anyway, yeah. I'm telling you, there are people. There are people like that. <laughs> but you'd be surprised. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you were telling me about that scene and how it links to um how um pedro gets to that stage what the, that was that might be one of the worst scenes that's too convenient it was so convenient when they're in yeah when they were in the white house and oh they just happened to have the plans for a device which can and I, the way they did this was also really silly <laughs> he wanted to find a way to to reach out and touch people internationally and there were Conveniently, the plans to a device which televises something to everyone. So, like Zoom. Basically, Zoom. <laughs> this is Zoom. It's basically Zoom. <laughs> they use Zoom to touch everyone. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, brother. Honestly. But the fact that these... And it was meant to be this, this like, 
sophisticated top secret device but the plans to it just happened to be on this flip chart I know in the White House room I know it wasn't hidden away under lock and key there's no reason for it to be there at that particular time it could have or if they'd done it a day before and it just happened not to be in that room at the time it's it's mm-hmm. too it's too convenient and it's lazy way too convenient it's so there's so much lazy writing in this film the ending might be the laziest of all yeah so you know how and i'm talking about how everything was solved so you're telling me what suddenly the again yeah not, um, not a comics expert maybe the lasso of truth which wasn't used to make anyone tell the truth in this film at all by the way <laughs> but yeah maybe the lasso can make people do things that was weird how that happened, actually. Yeah. But how did she even latch it onto his leg? No, because basically what happened is the lasso of truth is stronger than Wonder Woman because it got through the, the hurricane wind that she could not. That's what I have to believe. That's what they're telling me to believe in this film. I think you made that up for your own sanity, you know. That's what they're telling me, bro. I didn't write <laughs> this film. That's what they're telling me. But oh, I, I just... think you're 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 having a bit of PTSD. You're in shock at how bad the film was. I just that know. You, you're, you're trying to make things up to make sense. <laughs> uh, you, you might be right, man. This is like my therapy session. I have to get this out. By the way, we have to, man. Uh, it's good therapy. The the one thing I really had it, uh, just a thought about. It wasn't an issue. It was more like just a thought when she's got the lasso of truth around maxwell lord and he's saying um he, she's saying you have to renounce your wish not just to him but to the whole world what if there's like realistically you can't expect everyone to be that um selfless maybe yeah I don't, you have to you have to think about it realistically that felt like it was try- that's how you know it's a superhero film because not everyone you meet on the street is a good person who would do the right thing at all times because we're all flawed individuals and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Not saying that to be like pessimistic, it's just like there are bad people out there too. And say they saw this broadcast and they got their wish and they don't care about the consequences. I don't even believe, I don't believe that even one woman could actually reach this person through Zoom, through magical Zoom. Like, it's mad to think about that. I was just thinking and about even that. then, the, and, the, and the other obvious issue with the whole Zoom thing is, <laughs> well, this is a Zoom, but the other obvious uh, thing issue with the Zoom thing, what if not everyone was watching the watching a TV screen? Yeah, they reading a book on a bench. Ah, uh, what if like as soon as they made their wish after seeing Maxwell Lord on the screen, they were complete in a completely different part of the world or just completely off the grid and not looking at a screen how would they hear Wonder Woman telling them to renounce their wish (laughs) do you think do you think if um, someone if that happened in today in like around today and someone said you could have any wish and someone said I want a PS5 and then one of them came and said no you can't have that do you think that person would get the PS5 back (laughs) I guess I don't know I'm turning off my TV I've got my (laughs) PS5 Oh, y- y'all can renounce your wishes. I'm keeping mine. Do you know how rare this thing is? It's a collectible. <laughs> Not everyone it's has this. It's actually crazy the demands for PS5 right now. Right? I haven't been able to... Like, as soon as they're in stock... And it, you know the South Park? And it's gone. And it's gone. <laughs> okay, we've got a few PS5 consoles here in stock. Yeah, and they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, they're gone. They're gone. Honestly, man. And finally, with that whole renouncing wish thing, there's one major issue which, and I know for it's even making me mad that they're not going to address this at all. They're just going to be like, eh, it's going to continue as normal. Right. When everyone 
renounce their wishes just before some people were about to do a madness nuking countries nuking countries calling for people to drop down dead and have heart attacks and sure the the wishes were renounced fine but they remember that you did that Mm -hmm. you actually made me drop down dead you were going to nuke my country i mean can you really continue as a world normally after that i'm saying man you were about to destroy our country you call for me to drop down dead you did this and that the memories of that are all still there it's uh, I mean, you don't really think about how in in these kind of films, you don't really think about the aftermath of like social things with these kind of films. So you always focus on like the, the superhero yeah. and what's gonna happen in the next one and how it links to this and that. But yeah, I say I say this to be fair. Maybe don't judge the film like maybe we shouldn't judge the film like based on like. The fact that they didn't really address things that we don't really look for in films. It's just fun to think about, that's all. Yeah. To be honest, if I did... It's like Endgame. Mm. It's like they haven't really addressed in the MCU what the implications of those five years where the world was just ripped into two. Yeah, and they could do that. It's like, I keep asking it. What about the people who were mid-flight over the (laughs) Atlantic Ocean? For real. And they reappeared. Well, they're just going to fall into the sea. Pretty much. And that's it. That is brutal. I would actually love to see like a series or a film or something just on things like that. Oh, can you imagine? What happened in those five years? That would be lit. That's a whole show in itself, but I know they'll, ne- they'll never do they that. They won't do that. Because... That's just a pres- personal preference, man. Yeah, I mean, that would be a good idea, though. Like, just like coming back from the blip. Imagine all the situations people were in. Like you said, being on a plane. Or if someone was in surgery and then dusted away in like open heart surgery and they just come back and it's just like men oh my lord see what I'm thinking there's so much and the chest is just open and the chest is just open man oh no but they won't make this kind of series because it's a bit too much I just gave like an example off the top of my head but like these situations that people could have been in when they got dusted bringing them back that would be very they're actually so oh man (laughs) no I want to hear people's suggestions there's so many in it there's so many so many like what if you were riding the train Mm-hmm. And then you come back like on the high train speed, tracks. high speed railway. Yeah, you disappear on the train tracks at the exact moment a train was passing. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> of course. Anyway, I like how we've got gonna, this we're, tension. We're, we're gonna have we're gonna have fun discussing Endgame when we get to it. Oh man. yeah, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be crazy. Well, on this one, oh yeah, mm. one of my fi- well, not final issues because I'm sure we could go on for days, but. One of my other main issues, again, we talked about how Wonder Woman was meant to be hiding from the world and she appeared in that mall. Okay, fine. She delete, she destroyed the cameras and only the people in the mall saw her. So, okay, she can maybe get away with that. Yeah. What you can't get away with is reaching out to potentially millions of people at the end of the film telling them to renounce their wish. They know who you, they heard your voice. They know who you are. Yeah, you changed the they changed the they changed your viewpoints based they on know their words. You're not hiding from the world. Uh, but yeah, you know what? Maybe maybe she just lied to us in Batman vs Superman about you know hiding from the world. I'm just gonna take it. Or maybe they retconned it. Who knows? I don't think there's much consistency. Like I said already, there's not much consistency in this universe in terms of yeah. like words and stuff. It's not. As, I'd say Marvel is a lot more airtight in their scripts and. Um, how it continues along the series 
DCU is mm-hmm. not trying to do that. I don't think, like in a in the same way. And yeah. I think the last thing we really need to mention before we wrap this up has mm-hmm. to be Cheetah. Cheetah, Cheetah, Cheetah. Oh my dear, she looked like the from the sets of Cat or something. Like yeah, <laughs> like she was from that Cats. film that came out like what two years ago, one year ago. Pre-lockdown. I actually went to the cinema to watch Cats. Did now, you? Now, before you judge me... Did you? Now, wait. Hold on a minute Who now. Who are you? I'll explain myself. <laughs> Meow. I went because I had, you know, the unli- I, had, I had a monthly membership, so I can, you know, unlimited for Odeon, so I could just watch anything, right? That means nothing. Continue. <laughs> you chose to watch this film. Don't, don't, don't bring this into, like, I did it for cheap. You watch this film. Oh Continue. <laughs> And you don't need to know what I think of cats. If you really want to, we can probably do another review hey, down the line. That this. can be a solo review. <laughs> if you really want therapy on this, I know you, you probably haven't even seen it, right? Of course, I haven't seen it. It gave me <laughs> nightmares. The trailer alone, it looked like it wasn't done. And the people told me in the film, it still didn't look like it was done. People said in oh, one scene that there was one character whose feet. Get me started. There was one character whose feet was like floating above the floor, like it had to be like rendered improperly i was like no <laughs> i refuse my eyes to see this on the big screen don't get me started man but in terms of yeah cheetah the cgi they did that you know they did that thing where they dimmed the lights yeah so you couldn't see the how bad the cgi was i hate they when did they that do that thing. but it makes sense but i hate when they do that it was the most pointless fight as well mm-hmm. and yeah in that scene why did one she didn't need the golden that golden bit of armor did she no she did not need that i don't know what you call it you're telling me super powered wonder woman needs armor to stand toe to toe with cheetah Mm. in the comics she did it fine without armor yeah yeah but eventually they do have to suit up to like make it look like good yeah but i don't see there was zero purpose for that suit that golden bit of armor yeah, she could fly. Other than to say, other than to pay homage to this mythical greatest ever warrior that they kept talking about, he was in the post-credit scene. Yeah, yeah. Again, they didn't really mention her enough times for it to feel like it was needed. Maybe if they kept mm-hmm. mentioning it, like the legend of this this hero, and I don't know, built some kind of like reason behind having the armor, other than just mm-hmm. having it in her cupboard and being like, you know what. This is the kind of superhero battle I kind of want to wear this to. So, yeah, I see what you mean. Uh, it was a mess. It was an absolute mess. I'm shocked at how this film turned out. I was so excited for it. It was postponed, remember? I wasn't excited. It was postponed for, for a year. I w- they got us even more hyped up because, you know, due to the world circumstances, it was postponed and it built up the hype yeah. even more and made us want it even more. Fully. And it's given me trust issues because... There, there are a lot of films we were looking forward to that have been postponed. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying all postponed films have to be good, but if you're postponing it like that, surely... You should bring it out. You must... Like, better. You should bring it out, and it should it better be good. That's it. I've had it. All these postponed films, you making us wait for time. You know it what? It better be good. It's like, it's like when you were in school, <laughs> and you found out, oh, school is closed for like a day or something. And you could literally use that time to do the homework that you haven't done the day before. But instead of doing mm-hmm. that, you just go out and play with your friends. <laughs> I feel like yep. still they did. They just left the thing there and be like, you know, I'll just deal with it later. Oh wait, it's later now and I haven't done it. Send. 
legit. Honestly, man. Okay, go on. Give me. Uh, should I just do my? I'll give my rating. Yeah, give your rating first. Because it's a superhero film, and you know we're fans of the genre, we kind of have to see this film anyway. We've 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 seen some bad superhero films in our time, but it's a it's more for continue continuity sake. Mm, so yeah. for me personally. I wouldn't give it the lowest rating, which is just don't waste your time watching it. I give it the one next to that, which is if it's ever on film four, <laughs> stick it on in the background, just so you're in, just so you know you've seen it all for continuity purposes, so you haven't missed anything in the DCEU, the universe. Stick it on in the background. Don't really pay much attention. You know, it got adverts on, but that doesn't matter. It is what it is, man. Just so you you can see, I have seen it. That's about where I'd rate it. Okay. What about you, sir? Um, mine is actually pretty much the same as yours. Um, I would easily just if it, if I was nothing else on TV Guide, I saw no movies that piqued my interest, and I saw this one. I would look at it like for two minutes and be like, "Okay, fine," and I put it on, and then I view all my other stuff in the background. Like I don't need to focus on this. I don't plan on watching this film again. Like seriously, like nope. I did the first time. I'll just ha- literally it would be background noise and. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to pay attention to the background noise because I think it's the film and I just didn't like this film well I've, I've actually watched this film twice oh, you poor first time bastard. was you know <laughs> it was uh, deadline release day because you know you know how we do we see things ASAP yeah yeah second time was just watching it with my family because they wanted to see it as well but you know what sometimes you watch films films a second time and they seem better because mm-hmm. you pick up on some details yeah, yeah. this was not one oh. of them Okay. Yeah, this cemented my dislike. I didn't see that coming. That is all. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, man. With that said, we are done cooking this film. And we are out. Peace.